0: Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host White, aka T Blanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. Now, this is an episode that I'm excited to do. Uh someone reached out to me and like, "Hey, listen, you need to do some deck techs And you know what? I'm going to do a deck tech, but I'm doing a deck tech on a deck that we're going to be facing in Pioneer. We're talking about Winota. Also, we got the shout-out section. Before we begin this, like i do i want to introduce to you uh an individual who drives the show this young lady helps me out every single time and i want to say thank you to her it's the one the only the ravishing one the ravishing renata how you doing there ravishing i'm doing quite well i hope everyone else out there is doing just as good well there you go uh so what do you think we got on tap tonight i think we're going to be breaking some stuff down in pioneer A pioneer okay i'm a little excited about this because you know we 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 do dips and devs and pioneer here and there uh we mostly stick around in uh modern but because of upcoming tournaments coming up thanks to watsy uh we need to start digging deeper into pioneer what do you think yeah it's a moral imperative so with that being said uh ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, Like I said, I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco. You can find me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Now, I don't don't charge you anything for this episode. I just kindly ask you to hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I don't know where it is or, or what service you're streaming on. Really don't. But do me a favor. I need you to hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It lets you know when the latest and greatest episodes gets posted. And, uh, you know, it helps me out and helps the algorithms out so you can get more of my content and other people can get more of my content. So please do me a favor. Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I don't know where it is. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or you're listening through Spotify or Google or Apple uh, podcast, do me a favor hit that button for me, all right? And then also tell your friends and family about the show. If you like Magic the Gathering and they like Magic the Gathering, why shouldn't we all gather together and listen to me what I got to sit there and say, right? Just humbly saying, humbly asking. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we begin the episode, it's now time to get to the sponsor. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by my friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games at 2103. White Horse, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, eight six one nine. Now, I I keep on saying now over and over and again, but it's because of this reason. I love this shop. Uh, I I literally work. I'd say five minutes away from this place. I stop in there, and if I'm looking for a card, more than likely they have it. If I'm looking for sleeves, more than likely they have it. If I'm looking for inner sleeves, they have it. They have deck boxes, sleeves. uh portfolios folders uh, they have everything that you need for your matched gathering need also also they have pokemon uh yugioh uh they do uh, uh dungeons of dragons and warhammer they have tons and tons and tons of games it's amazing ravishing i took you there right yes you did okay what do you think they expanded the shop yeah, but the shop is now twice the size and now there's a lot more i think they were having a tournament or something when we were there yeah they were doing a uh i think it was a commander tournament i forget what it was for it was pretty neat they were like uh if you were this crew or this other crew you had to meet a certain storyline but a lot of people were there yeah it was a nice crowd it was an amazing crowd so with that being said ladies and gentlemen you have to go there check it out if you're in philly let's just come over if you're in new york city it may be a little bit of a hike, but have no fear. Have no worry. You're going to get some games of magic gathering in. And if you're in Baltimore, which is about three hours away. Welcome to the Jersey Shore. But let me just tell you, you're going to enjoy yourself at Greg's Games. So check them out. Greg's Games, 2103 White Horse, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 8619. And when you're there, tell Greg, hey, uh, I heard him, heard you on uh, MTG Ectoplasm. And... Uh, he told me to stop by and say hello and uh, purchase a couple things here and there. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, thank you to Going to Greg's Games. Now that the homework is said and done with, we've, we've gone through the pleasantries. We've said hello to the Ravishing one. My Ravishing, we said hello yes, to you. We said hello to me. Hi, everybody. It's now time to get down to the breakdown. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be breaking, breaking down Winona now this is a deck that's actually seeing tons and tons of play in pioneer it goes by several names it goes by winona forces it goes by just winona or if not naya winona let me just tell you this deck honestly is almost like uh tron for modern it it can be the bane it can be a pain in the our back end, our thorn in our side, because this deck hands down is one of the more difficult decks to deal with. Unfortunately, it's a really cheap deck to build too. It's like, they say the average is around $411, which I couldn't believe. I was like, wow, deck that cheap. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, the deck is that cheap, but it's effective. So we're going to break it down right now for you and tell you my thoughts about this deck. So Ravishing One, let's bring up the first card. And the first card obviously is what? Winona, okay, Joiner of Forces. Now if you don't know what this card is, it's a legendary cute creature, Human Warrior, a 4-4. Four, four. For four mana, not bad, which is too generic, a white and a red. Now Winona reads, whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library, okay, not bad, right? You may put a human from your library, or a human creature, uh, card from among them, onto the battlefield. Tap and attacking. Okay, that pretty much sucks, but you know, at four mana, four four. Okay, let's keep on reading. Right, it gains indestructible, and until I end the end of turn, put the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. Hmm. But I think I screwed up. You may put a human creature card from among them. So whenever a non-human creature card attacks, and they're saying if a non-human creature attacks, you get to draw out a human. Gee, I wonder how this benefits. I wonder how this compass. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's because this deck also goes by another name. Winona Werewolves that's right ladies and gentlemen werewolves where did we see werewolves we saw tons and tons of of them on Innistrad they're humans and then they eventually transform thanks to this shift of day and night into werewolves so at one moment oh we get to fish out a couple you know humans they they evolve they change they and they become creatures of the night and then they become werewolves, and guess what? Now you're fishing for more humans inside the deck that change into werewolves that allows you to to keep on fishing back and forth. What an excrement show this is. It's an absolute excrement show. This is a card, I'm gonna be quite sincere with you. If you see it on the battlefield, or if it gets cast, you need to take care of this expeditiously. If you don't know what that means, it means ASAP in apuro in spanish Nona is something you don't play with unfortunately the way the deck plays is com- it's, it's comboed around this and to say combo is a really a false thing it's more of synergy but let's get to the next slide and the reason why i say the next one is because there's tons and tons of ramp That's right, ladies and gentlemen, because they're trying to spit out Wynonna as quickly as possible. They're running four Elvish Mystics, four Land Land of War Elves. They're running four Prosperous Innkeeper. Now you're going to go, okay, well, that's a lot of mana, but why should I worry about it? These are just mana dorks. Well, if we remember what I said, non-human creatures attack. They get the fish for a human. Hello, these are elves. You got an elf druid, an elf druid, and then you have a halfling citizen, which is kind of weird because now that the uh, now the streets of New Capenna come out, we're starting to get more citizens, right? See, now this puts a fear of God in me. What what are we going to see in the streets of New Capena? The fact that they're gonna gonna have Anaya colors. But the whole point right here is the fact that they get to put out these mana dorks, speed out Winona probably by, they're hoping by turn three at its quickest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, at the quickest of three, we need to be quick at three too. But we're gonna continue. The next slide we're gonna show up here is the humans that are being fetched. Now, before there used to be other uh there used to be other humans that were here. Okay, you there used to be Trevor. He he was the legendary uh human that became that was a merfa, uh a werewolf, but they decided to replace it. They said, mm, it's good. We need to pull it back. They went with Kendrith. That's right, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Kenrith. I was like, are you kidding me? Kenrith? Is Kenrith really worth all that? Is it worth to sit there and say, hey, I'm going to sit there and play this? Well, let's take a look at Kenrith, shall we? It's a four generic and one white, five, five, human noble. The fact that it's a five, five, it already puts us in a bad position. Because the fact that most of our creatures' toughness is what? Generally two. Maybe one here and there, we we get a three. Let's keep on reading. One red, all creatures gain trample and haste until end of turn. Oof, that's awful. One generic and a green, put a plus one plus counter on target creature. Okay, meh. Two uh, two generic and a white, uh, white, player gains five life. I wish they'd give it to us, more than likely not. Four generic and a blue. Draw a card. Well, sounds like Spectral Sailor to me, doesn't it? And then four generic in the black, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield onto, sorry, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under its owner's control. Hmm. So you're telling me if I destroy Winona, I can get it back with (sighs) Kendrith? That's tough that's tough ladies and gentlemen that's tough i mean think about it you go out of your way to 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 get rid of that particular question creature and then all of a sudden it comes back in your face and you're like great i gotta deal with it now the next card televerse hunt master four generic and two green six six human werewolf. now it's For six mana, you're like, okay, this is not bad, but you know, when would I gonna see this? You're gonna probably end up seeing this on, depending if their mana dorks are being mana dorky, potentially turn three, potentially turn four. It reads, whenever Tovler's hunt master enters the battlefield, create two, not one, two, 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 two green wolf creature tokens. Hmm, so if Wynona's in the battlefield and it attacks, these, werewol- these wolves attack, guess what? They're searching for another human that transforms. But let's see what this, this human werewolf transforms into. Oh, he transforms to a 7-7 seven, seven at nightbound. But there's more, shall we? Whenever Tollivore's pack leader, it becomes a pack leader instead of a hunt master. This pack leader enters the battlefield or text create two, two, two green wolf creature tokens. Oh, so it's making creature tokens. It's making more possibility of fetching more humans. Great. Then it has another ability to generic two green, another target, We're, uh, target wolf or wolf you control fights another creature you don't control ladies and gentlemen that's horrific for the spirit community horrific the only way that's going to stop or we can go mm, we're going to negate that i gotta be honest with you it's rattle chains it's rattle chains Because in Pioneer, we don't have drug school captain. We're limited there. But that's Tavillars. Shall we keep on going? The next card is Brutal Cathar. That's right, Brutal Cathar. Brutal Cathar is a human soldier werewolf for two generic and a white, and it's a two-two creature. This is the part that bothers me when this creature enters the battlefield or transforms either or, so it comes in the battlefield, it does this, or when it transforms, so when it goes from daytime to nighttime, it does this, ready? Brutal Cathar exiles target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield. That's two for one, baby. You can't get that in Vegas. Oh, and then I mentioned that it was a human human soldier werewolf. So it does transform. It becomes a 3-3 three, three first striker. Oh, it gets better there. It also has ward where you have to pay three life to target it. Oh, don't, go, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you good news. I'm going to try to tell you how to try, attempt to beat this deck. I'm just pointing out how bad it is. Let's go to the next slide. These are the token generators. You get Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which just came out in the Neon Dynasty. You get Voice of Resurgence, which is an old card from back in the day from, uh, I, be, uh, I believe, Ravnica. Uh, uh, Ravnica. Uh, Ravnik- yeah, Ravnica. No. So Ravnica. Thank you. Thank you, Ravishing. And then you have SK. I, I can, I hate pronouncing this card. A Psyche's Chariot. I, I I can never pronounce this thing correctly. Each one of these gives you a creature token. And why would we want creature tokens? To attack. Now, what upsets me about the Mirror Breaker is the fact that, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's just a humble little goblin. But when it flips over, once you get to the third phase, or the third chapter, it turns over and basically becomes a kiki. The Voice of resurgence. if you sit there and play a spell on your opponent's turn, guess what? They get a token for all the amount of creatures that are on the battlefield. Oof. Now the chariot oh, you get a pretty little kitten. Great. It already comes in the battlefield, and it creates two tick two kittens from uh, you know right from, right from the door. Great. So, this deck is all about what? Having non humans attack to pull out humans from your deck that turn into werewolves to sit there and smash into you as quickly and as hard as it can. I faced this deck, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't going to lie. It's a tough, tough, tough deck. But that's why I'm here, to tell you there's ways to beat it. Now, there are land cards. There's tons of lands. But there's one that we just need to keep an eye out for. Just one. And that's a John Joe who endures. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a John Joe. Why? Because it destroys an artifact, an enchantment, or a non-basic land. Jeez. Uh, Last time I checked, we have two of those. The benefit is that we get a basic land out of it. And they can play this with one green mana if is on Battlefield. (sighs) Let's look at the sideboard before we start giving you the good news. The sideboard. You have Redain, God of the Worthy, and the Beautiful Angel that ends up screwing you if you're paying a non-creature spell of four mana or greater. Fortunately, we don't play with Snowlands, so we don't care if it comes onto the battlefield. tapped. Deafening Silence. Each player can't cast. Ooh, I'm sorry. i got to bring that up myself. Sorry. I I don't want to speak out of turn, and my computer's not working with me. And for some reason, I'm going to Twitch. That's awesome. And give me one second, ladies and gentlemen, due to technical difficulties with my computer. (laughs) Uh, Let's go here. Okay, deafening silence. It's an enchantment. For one, each player can't cast more than one non-creature spell this turn. Doesn't affect us. Not worried about it. Now you're going to go, okay, well, what does affect us? Well, how about Archon of Ameria? Does that affect us? Each, each, you know, each player can't cast more than one spell a turn. Yeah, that could affect us. Non-basic lands your opponent controls, enters the battlefield tapped. Well, that definitely affects us. It also has Elite Spellbinder. Now this this is a card from uh paul victor demo del rosa the world champion uh he won it i guess a couple years ago and basically does the same thing as vendillion click mm. but it's a human that sucks and then it has skyclay evaporation we all know what Skycliff evaporation does and it has rest in peace now the rest in peace doesn't bother us because we really don't really use our graveyard. The only time we bother using our graveyard in any way is with Moreland Haunt. And realistically and honestly, ladies and gentlemen, how many times have you used your Moreland Haunt except for saving your own ass or sometimes uh, at the last second coming over to do one point of damage? Because realistically, that's how many times... It, it, as much as I do like Morland Haunt, Moreland Haunt does very little to assist me. So this deck sucks, but that doesn't mean there's no victory. I'm not telling you, there's not a way to sit there and, and stomp over this deck. Last time I checked ladies and gentlemen, these are all creatures that are on the ground. The benefit of spirits is what? We generally fly over. We, this is a tribe that protects their own. They have all the interaction that we need to sit there and fight against these creatures. The only card that we have a hard time dealing with is Sullivan's Huntmaster. And why? Because it's a mana cost of six. Everything else is what? Less than, uh, you know, less than four. I'm sorry, Kenrith. Kenrith is also a five. Sorry. So two cards in here. Everything else is four or less. So you're telling me we can't get it with Skyclave Apparition? You're telling me we can't spell Quellerit? Unfortunately, in this matchup, let's be sincere with one another, shall we? Muslim and Wanderer, as cute as it is, does nothing. does absolutely nothing. Rattle chains could actually be a deficit in this position if you're playing uh, creatures in flash on their turn because of voice of resurgence, but does come in beneficial, why? Because of the, the giving your creatures hexproof. This is a tough matchup, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm going to tell you, if you're like me who loves Mono Blue, okay, this is this is now the segment where I'm going to tell you how to win, but the difficult way of doing it. In Mono Blue, I'm going to be sincere with you. This is a deck that I love. This is a deck that I, I truly enjoy a lot. It's one of the worst matchups, hands down, for Mono Blue Snow. Usually there's a lot of countering. Oh, I get to counter their, you know, their cards, but it's usually typically non-creature cards. But the key card that you need to remember that's in your deck is Gaslight Snare. You need to use this hands down, moral imperative against Winona. Put out your stuff immediately. Get in, smash, 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 smash. See when countered counter it, ASAP, and you use that guy like snare. Now, one other card that I truly enjoy, that I like, uh, that I I was just completely dumbfounded. I was like, why didn't I not think of this card? Why didn't I not put this card in one of my decks? Oh, hands down, uh, this card is getting purchased tonight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen you're gonna go okay Dwight let's let's stop pulling the shenanigans what card is it ready it's the march of swirling mist this card is beneficial if you're running mono blue snow if you don't know this card this card came out in uh Kamigawa neon uh neon dynasty it's a blue and X, and it reads as an additional cost to cast this spell you may exile any number of blue cards from your hand which we have tons of blue right this this spell costs two mana less to cast for each card exiled that way. Okay, so some disc- card disadvantage, but it's an instant, and you're going to understand why this may end up benefiting us, especially as Mono Blue Snow. And it's this sentence: up to X target creatures phase out. So if you're near death's doorstep, you may want to use this. It faces her creature out for that turn, and guess what? You can swing in and try to get the victory. This card right here, if it's not in your sideboard, get it for your sideboard. And if it's not in your main board, you may want to consider it for your main board because that's what I'm doing. Because I enjoy the mono Blue snow, but I don't like getting beaten down thoroughly by Winona with the mono blue snow. March of the swirling mist is a card that I believe in, but like I said, counter Winona all all you can and just fly over use oh. Uh, shoot a spell queller to counter those spells use skyclave apparition i'm sorry 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 i'm talking about mono blow basically try to tap them down okay (laughs) uh uh try to uh with Shacklegeist. try to shut them down with Shacklegeist. now let's get to azorius when it comes to azorius there's a lot more in his in interaction because obviously in the mono blue snow, you see there's very little we can do. There's only like four, two cards that we can do anything with. Oh, that I forgot to put, you may want to put Ottawara, maybe one. But if that takes takes away from snow, uh, I wouldn't do it. But, you know, something to consider. But in the Astorias, there's a lot more interaction. Is it the best deck for it against this deck? winona Mm -mm. but still there's a lot more you can do against it skyclave you you have spell quality to counter spells so like i said you can do a lot more you can counter their spells you can remove stuff out of the thing and guess what i've seen certain people using channel lands they're using the Ajanjo seed of the empire they're using the soaring city to deal with winona Now, on the sideboard, I I, I found it amazing that people are using Guardian of Faith, and I love that. Because guess what? Guardian of Faith comes in with flash and it phases their their board out. What are they going to do? Nothing. Oh, I'm twiddling my thumbs. That's what you want your opponent to do. Sit there and do nothing. And that's the benefit. I hate to say going white-blue instead of just basic blue. And then one other card. And you know, I should have thought of I should put this in my mono blue because it's a blue card and it's Aethergust. Why would I not want to put Aethergust in there? In the sideboard at least. Hello, why no is a, a you know, it's it, it's a Boros card, right? Red White. But the deck plays Gruel, running green. So if if they're gonna do something, boom, I will play Aethergust. All on the bottom of your library, pal. You can't beat that. And with this, just put out your creatures quickly and attack, attack, attack. And if you have that interaction that you feel that you can deal with, then deal with it. But understand the number one card that's going to drive you absolutely freaking nuts is Winona. Them sitting there being able the fish and bring stuff, oh man, that's awful. It's awful. It's like paying your taxes and having the IRS come back and say, hey, you owe us more money. No, no, I already paid my taxes. No, leave me the hell alone. So, so far we know mono blue. It's okay, you, you might squeeze a victory, realistically. Ugh. Azorius, better chance still tough still tough but when it comes to banth who la la as the french would say you got more here and this is the reason why just like before you get Spellqueller that can counter you got skyclave that can counter catch shackle guys just like in azorius to tap down creatures but the hallmark the benefit of this is Collected Company. Collected Company. The reason why I say Collected Company is a benefit is because realistically, how does our deck win? We're a fair deck. We deal with flying over and just using our personal creature damage to go out there and win fairly, while other decks really take advantage and bend the system. With this, man, we're we'll be able to spit out as many creatures expeditiously. So if they're sitting there attacking with some, uh, you know, with let's say, uh, Trevor, Trevor's uh, uh blah blah blah, whatever the hell it's called. I'm I'm bringing it up. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm having one of these nights. Trevor's Huntmaster. You're telling me you are not going to sit there and try to block with multiple lords? Why not? Why not set up a dummy? Boom, here you go. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there and play a collective company while you're attacking me. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Your creature's dead. There's nothing you can do. If you have at least one uh, uh, Jonjo, Seat of the Empire. Oh, come at me, bro. That's four damage. But one card that I saw that I was funny, that I thought was funny, besides the Aethergust, because guess what? In Bant they're using the Aethergust as well, is Hollowed Moonlight. I saw this card, and I was like, Hollowed Moonlight? I've never heard of this card. Where did this card come from? And I I discovered that this card is absolutely wonderful. Wonderful to use against this deck. Now the question is, are you going to just put it in just for one deck? Mm-hmm. But there are other decks out there that I don't see why you want just the minimum of two because let me read you how the card reads. It's one generic and a white. Until end of turn, if a creature would enter the battlefield and it was not cast, exile it instead. They're cheating cards. They're cheating. They're, che- they're they're like, oh, you know I'm gonna take this creature. Boom. I didn't cast it. Yada yada. Nope. It gets exiled. And they weren't expecting it because it's an instant. Oh, did I- did I miss the little cherry on top? Oh, you get to draw a card on top of that. Well? So you're telling me I get to remove a creature that you try to put on the battlefield and try to cheat onto the battlefield and it gets exiled and I get to draw a card. Ooh. Hallowed Moonlight. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a card. Just saying, it's not, it's a cheapy card. Right now, you can find it at uh, Card Kingdom for maybe 25 cents. Maybe you go to Greg's Games, you'll probably find it for like 25 cents to a dollar. But I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, there's ways to beat this deck. And you don't have to be fearful. Because I hear everybody, oh my god, this is like facing Tron. It it, it just can't be done. Well, it depends on what deck you pick. It really depends on the the, the flavor you go for. I'm a mono blue snow when it comes to Pioneer. I love mono blue snow. But realistically, if I find Winoda, I might have to just go, mm, I'm gonna have to suck that, suck that loss up. When it comes to Zorius, I have a fighting chance. It's a 45% chance of victory, maybe 50%, but there's a chance of victory. Bant, that's maybe 50, 55. I believe we have the advantage when it comes to Bant, just because of the fact that we can spit out creatures quickly. But that's on you, ladies and gentlemen, how you're going to play it. My secret is I tell you all the time, put creatures out, early game, whack them. Whack your opponent. Make them feel the pain. You hold up, you look for the combo, you look for the the key, the piece of resistance that they love, and you take it out. The two cards that bother me the most? is Winona? Nona hands down, is the, one of the cards that I truly loathe facing. The other card is the Brutal Cathar. Just because of the fact that they can two for one you. Yeah. When they can transfer, transform. I don't like that. You know what? Reach out to me at mtgectoplezum at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. I know that this episode may seem like that I'm I'm all over the place and it's understandable but when it comes to this particular deck that is just has a great record against us I don't want you to lose hope I don't want you to lose faith this is our deck is probably one of the one of the it isn't it's top tier it's tier one I don't want you to lose hope I want you to believe and have confidence that any deck that you face with spirits, you will have the victory. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of segment one. Now we're down to the shout out section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the shout out section. I haven't done it in a quick minute, but we're back. Why? Because I want to salute those out there who are taking names and kicking ass. All right. And doing it with spirits. Now, if you don't hear your name, have fear, have no fear, have no worry. You're, you're going to hear me shout you out. So with this week, let's see who hits and gets our shout outs. Now in Pioneer, March 20th, first place with the Bant, it's Kenko Yuki. All right, with Bant, not bad. Five Nixie and same day, 5-0 with a mono blue snow, and that's Psycho Titan. I love the name, Psycho Titan. That's pretty nice. March 31st, 5 0 with a mono blue snow. And that's Hiro Tosuki. We keep on hearing Tosuke, Hiro Tosuki a lot right now, right, right now. Yeah, he's been on a few of them. Yeah. Well. And then guess what? 5 0 with a Bant. It's Psycho Titan. Look, look at Psycho Titan. He's going from mono blue to Bant. Look at this guy. Or young lady, possibly. I don't know. I don't want to uh, judge anybody. Then April 1st, April Fools, right? First place finish with an Azorius. And it's, a, oh, Jesus, Amamura Hideki. I not I'm proud of me that I pronounced that. April 2nd, first place with a band finish. That's Fujishiro uh, Masaki. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you're appreciating me trying to pronounce these things. And that's, that's it for Pioneer. And let's see who's next. It's Modern. Okay, we have one person in on modern March 29th, the 5-0 with an Azorius build, and that's Elbow. That's E-L-B-O, Elbow. And then Legacy, I, I can't shout you out, but it was an individual, April 2nd. They decided to play a chess guy deck with Yurion. Now, I, I you've heard me say this. I love innovative people who try to do things differently. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the mono blue snow, that's that's something, you know. I mean, it's been around for almost a year, maybe a year and a half, but it's now become a staple. D-Star, okay, the young man that I interviewed from Sweden, okay, this may his his yurion deck may end up being a staple we don't know yet you know we need more players like yourselves to try it out or uh you know improvise yourself so i i congratulate this young young individual on april 2nd legacy trying to play a jeskai deck with yurion and then historic holy crap let me just tell you this this individual shocked me mono blue snow build and, it, and the individual's name is World Waker 93113. This individual went 20 and 0 in historic with a mono blue snow. 20 and 0. That's not Bushi. That's straight up no sheet. That's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone in the shout out section. now i i want to thank everybody listening and watching the show and uh you know what reach out to me mtgectoblasm at gmail.com let me know what you want to hear let me let me know what you want to uh, want me to talk about but i know pioneer was a moral imperative because of the fact that we're going to start getting irl play andre segura brought it up on his, one of his episodes and breaking down all the decks you know in pioneer that we're going to see i applaud him that was a great episode that he had and it's a, you, you should watch it i still think spirits is you know s tier he i think he put an A tier but that's not a problem you know we're allowed to have differences of opinion but gameplay is coming back the question is are you brave enough to take spirits there Are you brave enough to sit there and say, I'm going to take the charge. I'm going to lead it in pioneer spirits. I'm going to take it in uh, uh, modern spirits. Hell, why not even try uh, legacy spirits like my friend uh, Douglas Rosa in Brazil does? So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the show. I want to thank you for being here. Hit that follow, like, subscribe button, and just remember, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, Make sure they say, that's bullshit.